It's What the Friends. Welcome to What the Friends, the podcast where we watch every episode of Friends, starting with the finale and working our way backwards. My name is Ad. I'm Jack. And I'm Allison. Is that really the order we do it in? Yes, we do it in the other order at the end. Yeah, you're right. I know. You guys are so right. Um, How do you not know this after 37 uh, episodes? I think I was getting it confused with the end, like Allison pointed out. And also, I was mainly confused because... um, as the listeners don't know, we had a little audio problem, and due to the the silence that was happening, Jack must have introduced himself, and we just couldn't, we hear, couldn't it. hear it. And then I I panicked and I got confused, and I thought that Allison was the one who was supposed to be filling that space. But no, it's Jack, and Jack did it, and everything's fine. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm good. I'm feeling a little punchy. Yeah, why? why I don't punchy? know. Drinking um, punch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't remember the episode very well, but I got notes on other things I want to talk about, and uh, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> Sweet. I I'm like really excited. Yeah. <laughs> this is the confidence we need in a host, maybe. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> take Am I going to get a promotion? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's exciting. I feel like this is an omen of what is to come. A portent. Sorry, I meant portent. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> <laughs> is this? I feel like we don't really need to discuss this omen any further because it's not really important let's move on from that (laughs) um i made i made a pun before we started recording and now ad's trying to 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 best me and he's not there's no record of that pun so i don't think it ever happened (laughs) i don't remember it what was i doing you were you laughed at it a lot we don't need to like have another conversation (laughs) for the listeners um so how's everybody doing tonight what's What's going on? Fair to Midland is what I would say. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. How are you, Jack? I'm punchy. He's oh, punchy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm tired too, I guess. Well, let's just kick it off with our first segment. As everybody knows, it's called Whistle Wetters. Whistle Wetters sitting around the beverage round table. What's everybody drinking tonight? Jack, go. I am drinking a bass, which is apparently the world's first pale ale. Mm, yeah, fine English pale ale. Made in the USA. Really? Yeah, it's very confusing. It says it was originally brewed in uh, Burton-on-Trent, England, which sounds like a fake place. But There's then all it kinds also of says, stuff on Trent. Then it also says product of the USA, but it doesn't say where in the USA. I don't know. Was it Alaska? Was it Hawaii? Was it one of the other non-contiguous parts of the United States? I don't know. I'm guessing it's probably contiguous, just statistically. Well, yeah, I mean, 48 out of 50. Yeah. Allison, how about you? I mean, Jack, sorry. How is that, that Bass Pale Ale? Let's not... Is that what my dad drinks? Yeah, that yeah. is. My dad a true Englishman. That? Yeah, my dad wow. drinks that. Verified by an actual British man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I don't know. It, uh... It's like the model for every pale ale that's coming after. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that warranted a response. And I didn't know what to say. I took Most a page of out of Fraser like Crane's book and said, my God. 
Allison, how about you? What are you drinking? I'm drinking some white wine. I believe it's a Chardonnay. I think it's a Marquette Chardonnay. Marquette Short- Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> what vintage is this? Uh, I believe it's a 2015. Is it? I think so. Oh, wow. I am also drinking the same, different glasses, same bottle. Chardonnay. We also have a cup of water. I also have a glass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this the first double beverage on Dever- Beverage Roundtable, Whistle Wetters? I think so. Drink Roundup. Yeah, I've got a glass of um, Chardonnay and a glass of water. Chardonnay is good. Tastes like wine. Which is better, the Chardonnay or the water? The Chardonnay. Really? I think I would always pick water. Well, I mean, if I'm choosing one for the rest of my life, yeah. What is best? What is better? But if 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 you told me I had to pour one of these out right now, I'd pour the water out. But there were people who drank wine like it was water when back when water wasn't safe. They had no problem drinking wine for the rest of their lives. I guess so. That's what they had to do. I mean, some people even turned one into the other because that's all they Jesus had. Jesus did that. Jesus did that. I believe we're Our Lord and Savior. Jesus. The only true Lord and Savior. Uh, <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. I, I know. I saw it happening, and the words were already out of my mouth. That's bull crap, and we all know. If it. you'd like to learn more about Christianity, the only true religion, please visit. Don't the, listen to this podcast. The internet. Would I don't be know. my advice. I don't know where to tell you to go. Church? Just search for Christianity, the one true religion <laughs> online. I'm sure you'll find some great resources. <laughs> we should start a podcast. For the record. None of us think that's true. Okay. I, just, I don't want people like, to like, I'm worried people are going to like be listening to this while they're doing their dishes and they're like not fully listening. They're not fully paying attention. And then they hear you spouting that stuff. And then they're like, oh God, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. <laughs> they're going to say, oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, to God, our, our Christian Lord and Savior. Uh, I like how you feel the need to. I don't have to... a problem with it, by the way, but the, the one true only good that the hat that's the because you don't feel like it's powerful enough no <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's extremely ethnocentric i think it's i think it's correctness centric i hope everyone knows he's joking he's a good person <laughs> this is not i'm a good person the real him christianity's well, yeah, right he's 20, a Christian. 2016 oh my god oh my god <laughs> That's not even funny. It's just upsetting. Pence 2020. Stop. Stop. Uh, No. In all seriousness, though, no. This Okay. In all seriousness, this comes out way after the election. Okay. You all better have voted. Okay. You better have. We should have told you last time, and we didn't, because the last time we recorded was several weeks ago i'd also like to congratulate hillary clinton on her victory yeah um yeah i'm so glad to have our first female president and it's great to carry on the the legacy of barack obama that stuff that he's saying is true yeah that's, it's hard to separate <laughs> the not, wheat from the yeah, chaff here that is not <laughs> that is not the but chaff i'm that so glad i'm so glad that hillary got elected she is a christian just like me <laughs> <laughs> we share a lot of the same values Oh, my God. Should we talk about the last time you went to church? Because it was also the last time that I went to church. And it was over a year. We all find God in our own way. 
As long as it's the Christian God, we find uh, it in the right way. Can we just move on to the actual point of the podcast? Because yeah. I feel like we're confusing listeners and I'm getting very flustered. Okay, let's just get into Friends, um, which is what we're here to talk about, what everybody wants to hear about. It's the, our favorite show in the this world and we just can't wait to talk, to talk about it. This is season nine, episode five. Strong content. We're down to a single, single hand of episodes left. You can count these on one hand. Five. Four more episodes left in the season. Oh, season nine. I'm like, surely not overall. No, it's just <laughs> exciting when we finally reach a milestone. Can I point out that you both missed a great don't call me Shirley opportunity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think about that when you're trying to sleep tonight. Okay. I will. And don't call oh, me. Oh, wait. I just found it. It's in New Hampshire. Oh, that's good. What, oh, the it, beer. Is it called, does it get the name of the brewery? Uh, William Bass and Company. Oh, okay. Merrimack, New Hampshire. So they just... Right in big letters. I just didn't see it. See? Right there. Too drunk to find it. Must be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> must be. Must be. <laughs> so yeah. this is episode 37 <laughs> of Both the Friends. It uh, was a contiguous state. You were right. Yes, <laughs> statistics win again. I think uh, point know. for point for this ad. Is, this is Jack's specialty. <laughs> I got a point. Um, this was called the one with Phoebe's birthday dinner. Does anybody have any better alternative titles for this? The one that was mostly not about Phoebe's birthday dinner. Yeah, yeah. The one that was a Halloween episode in the first three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they just needed to like punch that that or check that box punch that halloween ticket it was in the Funny, contract that they halloween had to have a uh a halloween episode jack what were you for halloween oh i was a, a swedish fish okay, i thought so i just i was seeking clarification yeah we saw the photo yeah. and we didn't know if it was something deeper than that or if you just were a swedish well fish. <laughs> somebody else uh pointed out that it could also be a red herring oh. which is just pretty funny That's pretty now good. to somebody who knows their fish they would probably not recognize you as a red herring. I I don't know fish, but I'm assuming that Swedish fish yeah, do, you know, do not look like a herring. Jack, do you know what the Swedish fish candy is modeled after? What type of fish it may actually be? Um, it's probably not a herring. That's all I know. I don't well, know. Aren't I don't they, know. Swedish people they, probably eat a lot of herring, don't they? That's true. That's Maybe. Hold on, I'm looking up a picture of a herring. Okay. You know, it just looks like kind of a regular fish i mean who knows about fish anyway if you t- if you put a fish in front of me and told me it was some kind of fish i'd probably believe you like nobody knows what fish actually i mean are. it could be it could be i don't know um i came up with an alternative title for this episode that i think is actually a good title for the episode and not a dumb joke i think it's swedish fish actually no that has nothing to do with why are they called swedish fish did you do a lot of research before you made this costume jack uh, I followed Swedish Fish on Snapchat. Ooh. How was their story? <laughs> they haven't snapped anything. I don't understand the story thing. <laughs> you followed them and there was no content? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they listen. haven't sent me anything. That's all I know. <laughs> but I'm on Snapchat and I have no content. I don't Wait, you're on Snapchat? Snapchat? I should snap you something. Oh, my God. Wait, I'll snap yeah. you. I'll snap you something right now. Okay. Do you know it's, how? To, I don't know even how to locate others. I think Snapchat's Snapchat. a horribly designed app, and maybe that's. Well, I think we've talked about this before because we tried to learn when my cousin yeah. Haley was here, and she taught us, but I just didn't understand the point. 
so the title that I came up with that I think is better than the title about the birthday dinner is the one with dinner for six for one. I'll give it like a seven out of ten. I mean, it feels good in the mouth. It's it's fun yeah. to say. I guess I had to think a little more than I wanted to. Yeah, but that's what makes a good title, right? Like, what's in a name? Oh, Swedish Fisher Vegetarian, because it's one of the few gummy-like candies that does not contain gelatin. Interesting. So. Oh, and they they are an import from a Swedish confectionery company. I can't find you on Snapchat. We'll work it out <laughs> later. We'll do it offline, buddy. Yeah, we'll do, let's take this. We offline. need a what the friends Snapchat account. Maybe that's why we don't have any fans. Yeah, maybe all the tweens would follow our story if we were on Snapchat. Yeah. I one of my pet peeves about corporate life is that if you're in a meeting and like a discussion is, is happening, I'm sorry, but this is really interesting. That's so, not pertinent to the meeting. Somebody will say, offline. "Let's take this offline." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not online now. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to take it offline. I thought you guys might want to know that Swedish fish were developed specifically for U.S. and Canadian markets by this Swedish company. Oh, so they saw a hole and they're like, yeah. people want Scandinavian-themed gummy candy not made from animals. Yeah. Wow. The See, Swedish that's... word for them translates to pale-colored fishes. Hmm. What? They also come in a black salty licorice flavor. Have you guys had salty licorice? No. I had some when I was in Sweden, and I did yeah. not like it. I'm a big licorice fan, but oh, salty you are. Licorice. I love licorice. Idea. I ate, I ate a ton of uh, chocolate covered licorice when I was in Iceland. That's I had big no thing. idea that you loved licorice so much. I love licorice. Well, we should oh, we should take this offline. <laughs> yeah, we should. Jack, did you eat Swedish fish in Sweden? I didn't. I didn't see them because they were made specifically for the North American market. Oh we just learned. That's crazy. I did eat uh, salty licorice, which I cannot recommend. No, it's disgusting. It's too salty. Yeah. I feel like some licorice, like I feel like no, good and plenties you, are kind of salty. You, no, 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 no. You have but not But it's nothing had, compared no, to salty licorice. We sell salty licorice at work. Don't buy me some if it's I'm not that. going okay. to. We have uh, we have some Dutch customers and the Dutch love salty licorice. Those fucking Dutch. Hey, there's nothing wrong with the Dutch. They're tall and gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. And they always want salty licorice. So we started getting salty licorice and we tried some. And it's so salty that you don't taste licorice. No. It's just salt. Exactly, yeah. salt. It's just salt with licorice consistency. Chris. Yeah, yeah it's gummy no, salt. No, not gross. Which... Just you're you're just. It's not just different. It's just different. Okay. Yeah. Wait, things that I don't like can still be okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't apply to religion at all, but I guess it's <laughs> oh, still interesting. Gosh. Okay, back to the. <laughs> okay. The, well. The, the pre-agreed content, please. The point of the show. Somebody tell me what happened in this episode. It's a dumb, stupid episode. Well. <laughs> God, there's so what much stuff. Natures? There's so what much stuff names? in this episode that happened that I just don't care what about. What are their natures? Um, Rachel and Ross are trying to go to. <coughs> excuse me, are trying to go to Phoebe's birthday dinner, and Rachel has never left baby Emma home alone before, so she's having a lot of difficulty with <laughs> well, that. Well, to be fair, baby Emma's not home alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. She has never left baby Emma before. She's always been with there her. There you go. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> although, 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 they get locked outside of the apartment, so baby Emma is, in fact, 
left home alone. Yeah, so alone. Rachel Ross is trying to convince Rachel to just go yeah. to the He's like kicking dinner. her out of the apartment. He's yeah. like, Go, you need this. I'll stay until my mother gets here to babysit. Just go. You'll just go. Just go. And in the process of pushing her out the door with all of her things, he follows her out and neglects to have handed her her keys. I thought at this point, Ross delivered perhaps the most entertaining monologue that I have yet seen him deliver on the show. The only entertaining The only entertaining monologue. monologue. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Rachel was freaking out about different scenarios that could be happening. Stove like she left, left the on, stove on, faucet on, bird flies in the open window. And Ross goes through this ridiculous story about the window being open and an eagle flying in and then it... Like turning on the stove and the baby jumping out of the crib and the, the baby apartment who can't filling hold its up. Head up yeah. yeah, the apartment filling up with water. And the, I like the part where he said, and when the baby jumps out of the crib to help the eagle who was on fire, the eagle takes it as an axe of aggression and <laughs> squeezes the baby in its talons. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, Ross's comic delivery, which usually just grates on me so much, it was I can't actually stand the really way he says funny things. this time. Yeah, it was genuinely funny i don't know why it was so different because i couldn't stand ross for the rest of the episode but that the way he said that i thought the line that rachel delivered after that was pretty funny too and she's like well you're gonna feel really bad if that happens (laughs) (laughs) i have a question about this plot um do you guys think this is a sitcom trope because i happen to see this exact same plot getting locked out while there's a baby inside the apartment in another show, like a few days before I watch this episode. Really? Have you seen it other places? I feel it in my daily life, but it's more like sometimes when I take the dog into the backyard, I'm worried that I'm locking myself out of my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I've seen it in before, but I saw it coming like a minute before it actually happened in this episode. But I think, I think, I think it happens in real life. Like, remember at our old house, our neighbor came over because her kids locked themselves in their bedroom. Yeah. They were like toddlers and she didn't have a key. So she came over to get a screwdriver to take the door off of its hinges. Oh my God. And I'm very conscious of the fact that when I'm babysitting of like, I'm worried about me going outside to get one kid and the other kid locks us out of the house and is then inside the house by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, what show did you see it on recently? Uh, I saw it on Take My Wife, which is on... Uh, oh, how's that? Thank you. It's on CISO. Yeah, it's on CISO. It's I told Cameron you he was Esposito up on CISO. and uh, Rhea Butcher. In, yes, exactly. How is that show? Um, It's good. I mean, the it's not... I don't know. I was trying to think how to describe it. It's not like... It's not going to blow your mind, but like... They're really likable, and it's an enjoyable show. And there's some comedians on there that I saw when I lived in L.A., uh, so that was fun. Cool. Um, I can I can recommend it. It's a good show. I'm excited about CISO because the My Brother, My Brother and Me show, another show based on podcast people, is <laughs> going to be on CISO Can we just year. get it now? Because Jack told me about another show that I want to watch that's on CISO. Yeah. Yeah. CISO. The future is now. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> that's their slogan, right? I, yeah, I feel like, like um, I think that trope may have happened on a Leave It to Beaver episode. Really? I feel like did Beaver they lock was their like, doors? I think that like Beaver was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know if it's oh, exactly was Beaver this. Beaver babysitting. I think Beaver, Beaver was, was like babysitting some girl, and yeah. she, she got locked in the bathroom. Or yeah, no, that's totally right. Yeah, I guess it was just so the that's bathroom. Been going it wasn't on for the a house. while. It wasn't the whole house. I think it was just the bathroom. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Same like, idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. God, I love me some Leave it to Beaver. Me too. Okay, what else happened in this episode? We're like... Well, okay, I did my part. A minute into the episode and like <laughs> three minutes, seven minutes into describing it. <laughs> Somebody else gets to go. Um, well, I can take... Uh... Don't take Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> yeah, take Chandler. <laughs> uh, so Chandler's in Tulsa, and he is uh, tempted into smoking. Um, he apparently smokes thirty packs of cigarettes in two days. <laughs> no, um, three, three big three fat cartons. Cart, big fat cartons. In <laughs> well, two cartons days. have ten packs in them, so that's thirty I packs. I looked it up. I know, but it's big fat. You forgot to say big fat. Okay, I didn't have the appropriate modifiers. I thought it might be a quiz question. <laughs> <laughs> not. Um, so anyway, uh, Chandler smokes an exorbitant number of cigarettes, comes home uh, apparently without changing his clothes. and um, yeah, It must have been the same day he had a meeting and then came home. Yeah, he got one of those fake direct flights from Tulsa. Yep. Um, and then uh, so he, he shows up and Monica sniffs him out literally. Um, and then they... They were going to have sexual intercourse to conceive a child. Oh, never say this once again. <laughs> You're disgusting. Um, it was way too critical. <laughs> they end up fighting because of the cigarettes. Um, Monica apparently uh, relents and apologizes. They copulate, and then Monica... <laughs> oh, Go back to sexual intercourse. <laughs> And then uh, Monica indicates that she is, in fact, still angry at Chandler because she's apparently very controlling. And then they show up very late to Phoebe's birthday. And also it's Halloween. Cool. So Phoebe is, like, at this birthday dinner with Joey, waiting for all these people to show up who are delayed for the reasons that we just discussed. Um, And the, the waiter is asking them to move to a smaller table, and that's supposed to be a joke because, I don't know. They don't want to, and they think their friends are going to show up. Ah! Super funny, great situational humor. Way to go, night season friends. Um, and then eventually people show up. Um, then they're still sort of distracted, and they finally, everybody commits to like celebrating with Phoebe, and then Phoebe gets a call from Mike, and he just got off work, and Phoebe leaves to hang out with him. Fair enough, because... <laughs> They all kept her waiting. I had high hopes going into this episode that it was going to be one with all the friends hanging out for most of the episode, but then it the joke was that they weren't. Um, yeah. I Going back to Jack's interesting terminology, Ch- uh, Chandler and Monica called it making love, which to me is the worst thing <laughs> to call it. I hate when people say that and I hate when people refer to their significant others as their lovers oh I was I, right it's I was talking with one of my coworkers about this and she also hates it and I don't know why I hate it so much but I hate it do you Wait, can I complain about this too saying yes lover? go ahead complain okay they use that term in a freaking shoe commercial Okay. What? A, a, sh- a commercial uh, selling you things to put on your feet in your everyday life. It's gross. It's completely unnecessary. It's disgusting. It makes me shudder. I know. I am with you. I hate when people say that. Because it's dumb. And it's not the same thing as love. <laughs> 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 Let's just point out that it's completely inaccurate. Yeah. 
Um, so I was curious as to what you guys think an appropriate term is for the dirty deed. Hmm. Bumping uglies. <laughs> Burning down. <laughs> Don't. Fucking. Don't ever say that first one that you said. <laughs> I think the funniest one that I can come up with is, um, isn't there one involving boots? Knocking boots. Knocking boots. Knocking boots is fun to say. Knocking boots. I prefer the term adult sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it on Vicar of Dibley? Uh, hide the purple parsnip? Yeah. The, yeah. Like the odd round, the of, odd hide round the... of hide the purple parsnip. Um, yeah, don't. Ooh, I'm glad a, we agree. There's a, there's a great line in uh, the TV show Workaholics where somebody said, calls it knocking boots. It's the the loud one who's really annoying. I forget all of their names. Jack, do you watch Workaholics? I've seen the first episode. Oh. Adam? I think it's Adam, yeah. Knocking boots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're talking about Wizard of Oz for some reason. They're just like, <laughs> but instead of clicking heels, we'll be knocking boots. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. We should watch that again. That's something we haven't yeah. rewatched recently. You haven't even seen all the seasons. I don't think I've seen all the seasons. Well, we best get on it. Knocking boots. Let's start calling it knocking boots. I like the way that sounds. It sounds Canadian too. Well, which if makes you it say even better. boots a special way, boots. yeah. Knocking boots. Knocking boots, eh? Boots. Instead of clicking heels, we knocking boots. Sorry, we were knocking boots. <laughs> Sorry. We've been watching Canadian Bachelorette, so we're pretty obsessed with the way Canadians talk right now. Fantastic. Wait, there's a Canadian Bachelorette? Yes, this is the first season of Canadian it Bachelorette. It is so good. Yeah. I mean, Wait, is it really Canadian? Yeah, yeah, it's Canadians. It's I don't mean like is Canada. it authentically Canadian? I just mean like it's you, not. Would you never mistake it for American Bachelorette. The uh, people are so nice. If you watched the whole episode, you would definitely know they're Canadian. Like any mm-hmm. given scene, you won't necessarily know. But I've only watched two seasons of Bachelor affiliated programming that takes place in the oh, U.S. Two, three, three. okay, and. I always think that Canadians are nice, but this is proof to me that Canadians are lovely people. There was one arguably crappy person, he but was, he wasn't even he wasn't even that much of a villain. Yeah, he was painted as the reality show villain, but he wasn't, he wasn't even that, that bad. bad. He was just immature. Everyone kind of is so lovely and polite and Yeah, they're real sweethearts oh, up there. Oh god. And they say A and a boot. And stuff a lot, so that's so that's Canadian. It's pretty great, eh? What are we talking about? God knows. But <laughs> I, think I can this think this is a of... podcast about the show Friends. Um, what did you guys think of this episode overall? Falsely advertised. <laughs> Do you expect more Halloween or more yeah. dinner? Or... There were. I thought there were a few really. Like, actually funny lines. Like, I think I laughed out loud more than I usually do. But the episode overall, I didn't think was good. But there were a few, like, the the monologue that Ross gave. And then <laughs> when Chandler gets into the house smelling of smoke. Um, and he's saying, before... Before they copulate. <laughs> yeah. But before she even realizes that he smells like smoke, he's, like, trying to figure a way, like, to get in the shower. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, before we do that, I'm just going to take a shower. I've been on a plane all day. She's like, oh, you don't need to, you don't need to take a shower? Jack started <laughs> laughing, going. so I started laughing. This is my laughing. favorite line. I know. And he's like, <laughs> 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 he 
he's like, the truth is, I soiled my... <laughs> I the truth is, I soiled myself during some turbulence. <laughs> such honesty. This is what I'm going to say every time I get off a plane now. <laughs> the truth is, I soiled myself during some turbulence. <laughs> How do you guys feel about turbulence on a plane? I'm fine with it. Are you, are you are you pro, con, or neutral? I'm neutral, except like a flight we were on recently, I started to get a little sick yeah. during some turbulence. Jack, how about you? Wait, are there people who are pro-turbulence? I am pro-mild turbulence. Yeah, mild turbulence. I find really? it much easier to sleep on a plane if it's a little jiggly, and I feel like that's like... I feel like that's like biologic, like you rock a baby to sleep because that's what it feels like in the womb. And like sometimes if my legs hurt when I'm trying to sleep or something on me doesn't feel good, I'll like jiggle my leg until I fall asleep because it's just like that some kind of repetitive movement is comforting to me and it makes it really easy for me to sleep. So if I am on an overnight flight, I am happy if it's a teensy bit bumpy. That being said, if it's really bumpy, I do get nauseous. Mm. See, but, to me, turbulence doesn't feel like being gently rocked. It feels like the deaths, the shudders of imminent death. Like, <laughs> I, I as much as like I try to have a blasé attitude about flying, and I try not to freak out when the turbulence starts, like there's a big part of my like primal reptile brain that's screaming, "You are going to die in the next three minutes." Which I think is interesting. I think it's I think it's interesting that I am not like that. I think it's interesting that I'm like, oh, this is good. I'll get some rest because I should be like, oh, this is bad. But for some reason, I I don't I don't think about it that way. I guess. So mm. that was it takes all kinds. It do, it does take all kinds. So I think I told Allison about this um, one time, but I one week I would not one week. It doesn't matter. It was one episode <laughs> of a podcast. Um, <laughs> one I, week when I was 25 I was listening to a podcast and like it was a podcast with hosts and then they have like guests come in and on this episode of this podcast both the host and the guest who like barely knew each other just two separate people had both had instances where they were on a plane that basically like plummeted like on a commercial flight that like plummeted such that they thought like the plane might be going down. And, like these are just essentially two random people yeah. who ended up on the same podcast who are talking about things uh, being on a plane that plummeted. Like, is that something that happens a lot? Because I don't want that to happen when I'm on a plane. That would freak me out way more than turbulence. Yeah, see that's that would freak me out. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm worried after hearing that episode of some random podcast where two random people both were on separate planes that plummeted. Well, I don't know enough about planes. I'm going to be on a plane someday that's going to plummet, and I don't want that to happen. You're probably not. Statistically, you're probably not. Well, that's what I thought until these two random people ended and up on a podcast. Statistically, it's still safer than driving a car, which you do every day. And... Can you imagine being on a plane that starts plummeting? I think I would pee a little. I think I would soil myself. <laughs> exactly. I think I would, too. I thought this episode was pretty good, actually. Um, It was predictable, but it... Uh, all the car- all the story arcs like went together. They all had a purpose. They were all about getting to Phoebe's party, and then they all resolved. In... We got to hear a, a variation of Phoebe's uh, proper person voice. That's true, yeah. <laughs> which is always fun. I have to say. Yes, I thought it was relatively classic sitcom humor, and I thought the the pacing was good. Um, 
I thought it was an above average episode of late season friends. There you go. Wow. It gets the ad seal of somewhat acceptance. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Now it's time for a segment called Friendly Friends Asking Each Other Questions. It's the What the Friends Quiz! Allison's literally cringing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This time on the quiz, I'm going to read my questions in reverse order. Which means we're starting at the... Usually I just read through in the order I wrote them down. So we're starting at the end of the episode and working our way backwards. Wait, Allison. going in reverse order is an idiotic idea. I know. Nobody would ever do that. <laughs> and nobody would listen to something that's based on that idea. Allison, yeah. which pasta does Phoebe order at the restaurant? Both of them. That's right. Point for Allison. Ding, ding, ding. Jack, this question is for you. Also, at the very same restaurant, what doesn't Joey want with his food? What does he want to make sure is not in the food that he's ordering? Ooh. Um, he orders yeah. some food. Just, just okay. let him answer the question wrongly, and then I'll answer <laughs> it correctly. Do you understand oh, the question? Now there? I want to get it right. So yes, he understands the question. He's not an idiot. He's been in school person. longer than either of us. He'll figure it out. <laughs> um... Hmm. I'm going to need an answer. Wait, is there a time limit on this? Is there a time limit on this? Well, I can't... I mean, such that there shouldn't be dead air on the podcast with Jack just sort of going, hmm. We haven't had any dead air. I mean, we've had some compelling thinking noises. We've had some (laughs) gentle prodding. I guess what I'm saying is... This is quality content. I don't know why you're trying to suppress it. I want to limit the amount of... I don't know. I don't know the answer. (laughs) Do you know? Snails. Do you remember now, Jack? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Allison, question for you. That's a point for Allison, by the way. Allison, um, what's Ross's mom's name? Judy. Judy, point for Allison. Jack, this question is for you. When was the last time that Rachel cooked food? Um, Hold on. I have to look at my notes backwards to find this answer. Really throwing Jack off with this reverse order thing. <laughs> I, I think it is. I know I have this one written down. Let's see. <sighs> Did I not write this down? These <laughs> are more compelling like thinking noises. <laughs> Jack is like having a little panicky moment. <laughs> Um, you're doing great in this quiz so far you've almost got a lockdown this isn't a very long quiz you're already ahead three to zero jack's struggling with this one it could be four to zero after this question well he really drags it out when he doesn't know oh 1996 that's right point for jack allison just for the record allison did know it too just for the record um so allison this question's for you why can't ross knock the door down because he bruises like a peach. That's right. Point for Allison. Um, Jack, this question's for you. What are the three signs that Rachel shouldn't leave Emma? Oh, I wrote this one too. So did I. Um, sign number one. Ross's mom is stuck in traffic. That's right. A third of a point for Jack. Sign number two. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of a point. Sign number three. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, whenever Jack. there's a list, I know Ad's going to ask about it. 
Allison, question for you. A little peek behind the curtain. (laughs) Um, Allison, describe the smoking rules for office buildings in Oklahoma. Uh, Oh, the dog is barking. That's Um, not a rule. I know, but it took me by surprise. The in a public office building, you can smoke if there are less than fifteen employees. Fifteen employees or less, less than fifteen employees. One of those two. Yeah, one of those two. Point for Allison. Which uh, one is it? I don't know. Less than fifteen. <laughs> less than fifteen. Okay. Jack, I'm an Oklahoma lawyer. <laughs> in 1996. <laughs> Final question, Jack. This is for you. What day of the week was Halloween on? Thursday. That's right. Point for Jack. And it was that on can... Monday. In we're not why would I You didn't specify. <laughs> you didn't specify. Uh that concludes the quiz, Allison. What are the results? Uh well they are Jack three, me five. I didn't see any nipples in this episode, did you? I think I may have seen some nipples. You Jack, think did so? you see some nipples? Jack see nipples. Um well you kind I of s- saw Chandler's nipples because he was shirtless in bed. I I okay. Well, we can just. We I mean, can I talk acknowledge that, that I but... just saw a ton of inner side boob on Monica, but yeah. Um, I feel like I saw Monica's nipples at the restaurant, but it wasn't super clear. Can I do a segment right now? Could it have been a bug bite? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack, you can do a segment. <laughs> okay, this segment is called <laughs> called Caveat Corner. Okay. Cat, you have to um, call it caveat, caviar corner. We could eat caviar while you do it. Have you guys I don't like caviar? snails. <laughs> I don't like snails. <laughs> That's not caviar. <laughs> is it? No, no caviar is not. fish eggs. <laughs> I made you think. That was a <laughs> Jack Thinkum. Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Should I do my segment now? Yes, unless you want to laugh at your own jokes some more. <laughs> well, Allison was the one laughing. I was just appreciating it. I don't get a lot of positive feedback in my life. Um, so, I don't know. Sometimes I have a little discomfort and I make. I feel like we're sort of objectifying the nipple thing. Yes, I just want to are. say we're not. Because, yeah, like, okay, okay there are like hundreds of TV shows with thousands of people. And none of them have nipples. And this one has so many nipples. I feel like it's it's not anything against the actors. I just feel like there is some reason that this is happening. Either they're intentionally trying to titillate us, or or they're just not running through some kind of filter that other shows are going through. You think there's a nipple filter? (laughs) I think that there is a filter in the human female brain that says, I think I'll wear a bra. I, exactly. That's yes. So it's not a positive thing. It's not Although a negative that, thing. It's just a thing that makes this show different from yeah. any other show you could name. If I had and the kind of boobs that you could get away with, not wearing a bra, I'd probably do it. I, and they both do. So maybe, maybe it was a personal choice. Maybe it's a per, maybe it's a personal choice on their part. Maybe it's a personal choice. I think this is a great caveat corner, Jack. Uh, it's a great Thank thing to clarify, you. and I. You're welcome. <laughs> and I I think I originally wanted to start pointing this out to to shame to shame the friends producers, Ooh, which maybe wasn't not your very progressive. I feel like they were trying to titillate us with celebrity nipples and 
I, yeah. But I, maybe they weren't. I think if but, they weren't and it was just personal choice, if it if they were, shame on them. If they weren't and it was personal choice, I'm okay with that. But like still, even if it was personal choice, this is the ninth and tenth season of the show and the two, like, two of your three prominent women actresses are like constantly showing their nipples Have on TV. Have you worn a bra though? And they, they must like, they must know that this is happening though. But they like, don't, maybe they I know, but surely, but surely it must have become a thing where, like, the actresses were talking to, like, they must, they, they had to have known what was happening, and I don't know. I have, I have two, two arguments. A, neither of you, to my knowledge, and I think I would know, have worn a bra. They are not comfortable. The, yeah. Second point, you know, it's just a nipple. Really, it is a baby feeding little device. So. I I totally agree, but I think the point that Jack made that you can watch any TV show oh, and yeah, not no, see nipples, and for some reason, no, that's why I said if it was show. a producer thing, shame on them. Yeah. Don't sexualize the nipple. Yeah. It's a nipple. Sexualize the side boob. So, by all <laughs> means, that's a beautiful part of the body. Sexualize that. <laughs> Ugh, I hope your parents. I hope your dad doesn't listen to this anymore. Dad's never gonna listen to this. He, he, he barely he, he barely had time in his life to make it through the first episode. So, Dad, if you made it to episode thirty-seven, congratulations. This is what it's like now. <laughs> this is your reward. Hearing your your only two sons discuss the nipple and the side boob. It's it's okay to discuss the nipple and the side boob. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to discuss the nipple. It's just the human body. Um, I. When I was watching this episode, something that really struck me is that in the credits I saw somebody named Christine Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Christine that Pickles. Me too when I, that. <laughs> I think I'm like ninety percent sure I saw the name Christine Pickles. We don't need to go back and check to see if that's somebody in the episode. I just think we choose to believe it that, could have been yeah. an ephemeral. Christine oh, sh- oh shit! You're right. You it's Google uh, it? it's Judy. Judy is Christine Pickles. Judy is Christine Pickles. Oh my god. Yeah, Judy Geller, Christina Pickles, and she's British. Christina Pickles. I thought she sounded like she had a weird American voice. Yeah, I was wondering why Ross and Monica's mom had an accent. Yeah. Well, it sounded like she was. It sounded like she was trying not to have an accent, which meant she had an accent. To I mean, fair, that could happen. She could. Allison's father has an accent. That's true. Yeah, I know. And I it's... often wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's faking it. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys write it's down any other business. any other uh, lines or wardrobe comments from this episode? It's a it's a mashup of segments, lines and wardrobe comments in one. I don't oh, I have a wardrobe comment. Sorry. Do we decide if it's double points in this quiz or not? It's kind I'm of a big so, deal for Allison. Well, I'm so far behind that I don't think it matters. Okay, so fuck so, it. It doesn't yeah. matter. But you are keeping track now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like there were nipples, so single point. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Can I do my... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Do your thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a little awkward in this episode. I think. I feel like I love it. I think that you're not. Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's messy hair. Uh, That's my it, wardrobe wait, comment. It, yeah, it was not only messy. It was like 
crimped or curled or something, it right? It was purposely, purposefully wavy yet voluminous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't bedhead. It was like a crafted messiness that wasn't intended to replicate bedhead, but it was its own entity. Yeah. But people do that now. I mean, the messy bun is not as easy as you uh, think it is. The messy uh, bun takes time. What uh, are you groaning for? Do you have? I'm groaning about like like women wearing sweatpants and a messy bun who are trying to look like they didn't try at all, but like clearly spent a lot of time preparing their outfit. Yeah, I mean, when I'm in, I don't own sweatpants. I own a lot of pajama pants, and when I'm wearing pajama pants, it's because I didn't want to put underwear on, so I am not leaving the house. <laughs> like, you know. But you know that look, the messy bun. Well, I think part of it is just if you're already just super attractive, it's hard to look unattractive even when you haven't tried to look attractive. I guess so. I don't know. I'm not there. (laughs) But that, you know, some people just look gorgeous kind of no matter what. So you maybe you think that they're trying, but they're not. They just look that good. And more power to them. And please don't stand next to me. Did you have any thoughts about Rachel's hair, Jack, or you just want to point it out? I just wanted to throw it to the group. It was a it was a unique look for her. I've not seen that before. Yeah, I mean she's yeah. so famous for that like straight hair she's with the part. Absolutely famous for it. It was that, still yeah. center part, right? Sort of like how I'm like funny and That's, famous for that. You're famous for your sense of humor and the fact that you are so handsome. I think yeah. I think that is how people think of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people listen to the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. That's why we have so many fans. They're not listening for me or Ad, let's be honest. No. We all know who America's favorite co-host is. It's Jack. Uh, yep. The one line that I wrote down from this show is when Rachel called Monica Mon. <laughs> They've done that before. Really? I, I haven't so. noticed that. Yeah, they have nicknames, like Phoebes. Yeah, Phoebes is great, but I... And Joe. Calling... No. <laughs> Calling Monica Mon, it just seems weird to me. I don't think it's that weird. Because okay. when I was growing up, I... Well, she's my cousin. She's my friend and my cousin. And I lived near her and we hung out all the time. And her name was Tammy. And I just called her Tam. Yeah, that's fine. So, for some reason, this all sounds more normal to me than Mon. Oh, but I feel like it's the same as Tam because it's a shortened version that doesn't make any sense because yeah. it's not a real word. And your name is Ad, so. So it's a great not name. Not a lot of room to So talk. there. So there. Yeah. Um... Now it's time for another segment. Really? You get. I'm getting tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're wrapping oh, up. Really? Wait, I have so much more. Do you? Yeah. Well, the only my other thing, thing is... that I have written down has nothing to do with the show. Well, so... I don't think Jax does either. Remember, he was but, feeling punchy. But why don't you tell us, Jack? What's, what's wait? On no, your mind? I feel like you should go first. With the no, literally, mine is completely off track. I just wanted to ask you a question, but I can do it later. Okay. <laughs> if you wait, do you want to ask Jack a question? Yeah. Okay, I want some more wine. So you ask Jack a question, and I'll go get myself some more okay. wine, and then Jack, have I'll be you back. Jack, have you ever watched Black Books? Yes, I've watched all of Black Books. Do you like it? Yeah, it's a quality show. Yeah, I like it too. I was thinking watched... about Black Books the other day. I'm watching it right now for like the second or third time, and I made Ad mm-hmm. watch it because he's. Sometimes does that annoying thing where I'm pretending he's not in the room, but he is. That that annoying thing where I recommend something to him, but because he hasn't discovered it on his own, he has no interest in giving it a try. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I watched Black Books the first time, and I'm like, Dad, you should watch this. You'd really like it. And he never watched it. And then last night we had some, he, I don't know, he owed me for something, or I said I would do something if he watched an episode of Black Books. I think he <laughs> likes it. We wanted to play, I wanted to play Wheel of Fortune on my iPad with you. <laughs> You said Another could, peek behind the curtain. You said that we could play while we were watching Black Books if I agreed at a later date to actually watch an episode of Black Books. But goddamn Wheel of Fortune is fun to play. It's fun to play. <laughs> also because it's really hard to lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jack, what else do you want to talk about? The, okay. The podcast well, is yours. Oh, he sounds upset. I'm not upset. I I don't want to oversell this, but I had this idea that I think is going to... Change the world? uh, Well, it's going to fundamentally change the way you think about Friends and all of television. Oh. Just me and Allison or our listeners, too? Well, I mean, everybody. Anyone who hears this. I'm writing a book about it, but I can give you like a a sneak preview. Are you actually writing a book? No, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> You're it's super just smart. Why is it so weird that you would write a book? I'm, a I'm fully expecting you to someday write a book. I hope you realize that. Jackie, to be you fair, you should. I have written a book. You've written a book? Yes. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about my new book. NaNoWriMo. Wait, what What book did you write? NaNoWriMo. I don't know what that means. National Writing Month. Something National Novel Party. Writing Month. National Novel, novel Writing, writing. Month. What did you write? Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I mean, you're not familiar with NaNoWriMo? I am. Well, I can guess from the words that Ed just said <laughs> what it is. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like, every November, there's this website, and, like, tens of thousands of people sign up and say, I'm going to write a 50,000-word novel during entirely during the month of November. Okay. And so, like... I've I've tried it I think four times and I succeeded the first time which was when I was uh, 16 years old. Um, when was the last time you tried? Last year. Oh really? And you failed? Um, oh, spectacularly. Um, <laughs> I had it's this. Not like he's I, not busy, so. You are know. you Are you trying it this year? It's November. I I wish I could. I don't have time. Um, Wait, I had but this... you're writing this book about friends or TV oh, shows. Well, or yeah, that, I mean, oh yeah, I mean I don't have time because I'm writing about this. This other book. Keep going. <laughs> There's a bug in my way. Tell me about the book you wrote. What is the book you wrote about? And then we can get to the bit part. Oh, so the book that I wrote when I was 16, I want to emphasize that. Um, it was 2004, so it was another presidential election year. Um, and I wrote a novel about a uh, young man, perhaps an analog for me, who knows, who... Uh, <laughs> who starts a band with his with his little schoolmates and um improbably they become big uh stars no and at the same time at the same time mind you this young man's mother is a third party candidate for president no. of the United States not in the national election yeah in fact and and she in a sanders-esque manner takes the left by storm so you foresaw and, bernie sanders essentially do you oh, think he read your book that's what I'm saying. Right? Do you think that like, he read your book and based his campaigning style off of what you had written? I think, I think one of his staffers read it. I don't think he read it. Can he not read? Well, he's a busy man, and I wouldn't expect him to read a novel written by a teenager who's not okay. in his district. Fair, like, fair enough. You're not even. You're not in his state. 
So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Do you have a copy that I could maybe <laughs> you could bring here when you come for Thanksgiving that I could read? Oh, God. I, I can give you a copy on the condition that you do not judge me or change your opinion of me in any way. Nah, I love you. I won't change my opinion. I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous because I've always thought that it would be super cool to be a person who writes a book. But A, I have no ideas. And B, I tend to start a lot of things that I never actually finish. And I think that that would be one of them. I have a list on my phone in Google Keep of children's book ideas, which I know is the most Ooh. difficult kind of book to ever get published because so many people try because they think it's easy. So the fact that you even finished a book that you started, I find very impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that. Seriously, I do. I'm kind of jealous, but whatever. Yeah, I want to read it. And now you're writing a new book, so tell us about that one. Okay, so my new book. Um, okay, so I was Wait, thinking about... Can we pretend what? this is NPR? And <laughs> Do uh, it. we have Jack Barley, an uh, author with us, and he's writing a new book about television. Jack, tell us about it. Thanks, Terry. Um, <laughs> I'm just assuming you're Terry Gross. I don't know why. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't. I couldn't. Your collect eyebrows my... were moving so much. <laughs> I, I couldn't collect myself enough to do my Ira Glass voice. So that's oh what man, you got. can you, you know do your Kyra's like doll voice? On the radio? <laughs> that really old lady. Oh, Marion. Wait, What's Diane Reem. Diane Reem. I love Diane Reem. Sorry. I was thinking Marion McPartland, but she's even older and oh, dead. <laughs> I love Diane Reem. I I like to listen to her show. I have to say. Wait, okay. do either of you have a Kai Rizdal voice? No, I don't. No. Do uh, you? It sounds like maybe you do. I I don't. I wish I did. He was on uh, Portlandia, and I got to see what he looks like, and it was exciting. Um, what season of Portlandia? Uh, six. The most recent one. He was in the season finale. Okay, I've only um, seen the first episode of that season. Yeah, we need to get on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm working my Lakshmi Singh. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> the fact that you can say the name, you're eighty percent there. I think you should write an expose called "I'm working my Lakshmi Singh." That's a, it's a great name for something. I don't know what. Sounds like a ska band. <laughs> All right, what what are we? What is this? What's your theory about whatever you're trying to say? <laughs> Oh man, I wanted to build this up as much as possible, and I think I succeeded. Yeah, I say an hour into the podcast, you succeeded. Okay, Whew. let me collect myself. Okay, so I was thinking about the television show Friends, and I was thinking about it in I've relation to um, the show Community, and um, and I was thinking why why is why do I like Community so much better than Friends? And so I got this idea, and I, I think community might be the best example of this, but I think it applies also to The Office and Parks and Rec and The Simpsons and How I Met Your Mother and Survivor and Home Improvement. Like, I think there are all these things, all these shows that have this characteristic that set, sets it apart from Friends. And I think it's that in all those other shows, there's this constant tension among the main characters. They're constantly reevaluating their relationships with one another. They're dating. They're breaking up. They're, um, you know, not talking to each other. They're arguing. Like, I mean, definitely that's a theme of community. You can certainly see that in The Office and all these other shows. That doesn't happen on Friends. They're friends. They're brother and sister. They're whatever. And that's all they are. 
there's no idea that the relationship could be any different than it is at the moment. And it completely saps the show of this energy that all these other shows have because there's no tension. There's no stakes. Um, I like, yeah, I like, I like that idea, but I, I feel like there's, there's hints of tension between like subsets of the friends. Like there's tension between Monica and Chandler. There's tension between Ross and Rachel, but then there's no tension between like Phoebe and Monica. Like, I feel like there's these little subsets of, of relationships that you're supposed to care about. And then outside of that, there's no conflict. Does that make sense? But maybe, maybe that's, maybe this is all late series problems. Like, obviously not enough. Maybe it's just not enough conflict. Yeah. Obviously there was, I'm sure a lot more in the early season before these people were copulating with each other. Right. But I don't think that it has to be this way. I mean, just like, I mean, I thought of all these different ways that they could introduce tension, even in these late series friends. Like, the friends could be jealous of Joey's career success. Like, Phoebe's obviously struggling in her career. Chandler's struggling in his career. But, like, they just sort of are generically happy for Joey, and there's no tension there. Or there could be, like, some kind of family tension between um, Ross and Monica. Like, we haven't seen well, any of that. Even when there is, they resolve it so quickly that it's like it never yeah. happened. Like this exactly. whole, I'm mad at you because you're smoking. So we're, I don't know, we're not going to have sex, but we are going to have sex, whatever. But it was like two minutes later, oh, I forgive you. It, it wasn't enough to have even done it, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm So, yeah, along those lines, I'm thinking about The Office specifically because I'm constantly watching it. Um, but like the... The Office, I think, has a great way of, like, keeping that tension there and not making it melodramatic and, like, keeping it as an underlying arc. I mean, the whole Jim and Pam love story took, what, three or four seasons to develop? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it like, for the most part, it wasn't, like, the main focus of a whole episode or, like, super melodramatic. But, like, friends, when they want to, like, drive home some big like conflict between characters it's like super mushy they do it to death for like 30 seconds yeah and then it's it's over there's no balance between like the humor and the tension that's supposed to be driving these relationships it's just not very nuanced so maybe that's the difference jack yeah but is is that because it's a product of its time where there are other shows at this time or before it that did a better job of that you mean did a better job of not having tension or having tension? Did a better job of having tension that drove the relationships and the plot in the way that they do on The Office, for instance. Or were shows in 2002 just not very good at that? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to think of examples. I mean, Home Improvement is contemporaneous, and there's, I mean, there's constantly tension between Tim and Jill. And between Tim and Al, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and among the kids, um, I don't know. I, I did have an exception, which is Seinfeld. I mean, there's, other than the slight like sexual tension between Jerry and Elaine very early in the series, there's no like reevaluation or questioning or you know threatening to leave or whatever among uh, the four of them. Um, yeah, 
I mean, I feel like that's part of their shtick, though. So that's kind of why. Yeah, like nobody else likes them, but they accept each other. Yeah. I feel like Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of like Newman, Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Newman. I feel like in early, the early seasons of Seinfeld, or maybe just a few episodes of the first season, uh, Jerry wasn't like that into Kramer. Like I feel like (laughs) that could have gone either way in the early seasons, and obviously that changes, but. Mm-hmm. There was some tension there. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point. Do you have anything else to say about it? <laughs> um, I mean, you can read the rest of my book. Okay. When does it come out? Uh, October 2019. Great. I look forward to it. Yep, I'm going to be on uh, Ellen talking about it. <laughs> good. So look for that. I... <laughs> I will. Two of my favorite people, Ellen and Jack. What else do you want to talk about, Jack? What else are you uh, feeling punchy about? Well, I have other stuff. We're already an hour into this thing. That's fine. It's okay. Nobody listens. There's a lot of crap at the beginning that we can cut out, too. So. Hey, yeah, it's not going to cut that anymore. out. You need to start editing it better. If you want people to take us seriously, you need to have some good editing. That'll, I'll edit well on our second podcast. <laughs> no, edit well now. Don't drink that. There's a bug in it. He's literally sipping it slowly and keeping his <laughs> eye on the bug. Like, I mean, it's good wine, but it's not that good. I'm thirsty. What else, Jack? What's up? I need your advice about a literal life or death situation. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you waited for an hour to talk about <laughs> this. Um, so as part of like my way to relieve stress from working on the book... I've been taking lots of walks in uh, the woods near my sure. apartment. Yeah. Are you worried um, about bears? Well, hold on. Okay. There's an explicit, consistent, not consistent. Uh, I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so I've been rambling through the trails and the fields and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yep. And I, I was coming home. Like uh, The last step of these rambles is that I come down this steep... Uh, gravel embankment into this parking lot um, kind of the next apartment complex down and as I'm coming out of that like gravel chute this guy like emphatically like waves me over and he's like talking on the phone but he's like saying to the person on the phone like hold on I'll talk Wait, to you in a minute. Is he, is he in a parking lot or is he in the woods? He's in the parking lot. Okay. Um, and I have my, my iPod like I have my headphones in. So sure. I like I, he's like podcast. Yeah, and so I I like signal to him like just give me a second I need to get the earphone out and he's he's like thought I was gonna leave and I was like nope and I just have to take my earphone out so I went over and he like told me the story about how he saw like some sort of wild cat like attack some other creature at that same spot where I had been walking and was like warning me of the dangers of like walking in this like wooded area and like. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Because, like, how? on the one hand... Go what? ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Thank you. So, like, on the one <laughs> hand, I walk through there every day, and I've been doing it for months, and I've never seen... I saw some deer once. I've never seen anything remotely dangerous. And it's not, it's not like, the deep, dark woods. It's literally, like, a small stand of trees, and there's a field on the other side. But on the other hand, like... Mountain lions are dangerous, and I want to get eaten. That's, I mean, you've got you got nittany lions there. You've got fucking powerful <laughs> pumas in State I College, think, PA. 
I would say noise. Like the point of a bear bell is to like scare the bears away before you're close enough that they are threatened. So if you're worried about, oh, Ad's given me a signal like, mm, that's not true. So I would say carry a little bell and that way the mountain lion has time to run away before you get upon it unless it is spring and they've just had some babies and then good fucking luck surviving that attack that's what i would say i agree with you about bears but mountain lions i mean there there are cases of mountain lion they will like hunt you like if they yeah if they hear a human then that might be bait for them to come hunt you if it's truly a mountain lion (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's right. Do you have a gun? Get a gun. Do you? I was thinking that, but I would never do that. What is... How about a ru- how about a gun that fires rubber bullets? Would that be enough to scare away? How about mace? A mountain bear mace. A mountain lion. Why don't you carry a bear mace? Is that enough for a mountain lion? If they're bear hunting mace? you, is bear mace different than human mace? It's yeah, it's more, it's more powerful. Okay, maybe get yeah, maybe get bear maybe get bear mace. I need to know more about the disposition of this gentleman who is telling you this story. Also. How sweet that he felt the need to postpone, like to put off his phone call and be like, I gotta warn this dude. I think that's super nice. I mean, was this a bobcat attacking a squirrel or was this a mountain lion taking down a deer? So according to him, it was a, it was some sort of wildcat attacking some other kind of cat. And apparently he called the police. The police did not believe him until they found a cat ear. Oh, damn. Yeah. Second Christmas gift idea. Wait, why? Why would why would a police? Why would the police investigate that? <laughs> I think because there. I think because a lot of people think that still say that there are no mountain lions in Pennsylvania. I know, but isn't that the job of like game controllers? They're the they're ones called? who say that no mountain lions exist in Pennsylvania. So I feel like he was looking for confirmation from another authority source. I'm just surprised that they got police to come out there and look <laughs> through the woods for. Detritus from a cat attack. It's a small strand of trees, as he said. It's not a forest, and maybe it maybe it was the mayor. And they're like, "Ugh, we got to do what this guy wants us to do." On this nature walk, how far are you from civilization at any given time? Not very far. So I don't know if that matters because you see people with pictures of mountain lions on their porches, like hanging yeah, out on like, their back porch. In like a suburb or in the yeah, woods? Well, like in like in like a wooded suburb, which is oh. a thing. I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean it could have been a bobcat attacking a house cat. Could have been a house cat attacking a bobcat and the house cat lost. I don't know. You are a statistics person. Statistically I feel like you're probably fine. <laughs> That's right? the thing. I mean like I, I drive a car, like I could I could walk on the street instead of through the woods to get home, but I could get hit by a car on walking on the street. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like and you have s- to decide how you want to die. Also, you can fight a cat. <laughs> you can't fight a car. That's true. Are you supposed to fight cats? Are you supposed to pretend if you're it's, dead? Like, if it's, if no, it's, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Like if a bear is attacking you, you're supposed to pretend you're dead. No, cat will fucking eat you. You got. Well, that is my question. That's what. Yeah, it, but you're, you're not saying vicious. that from any point of authority. I think you just think they're vicious and you're making this up. You don't have any facts. To bet, I would say go for the eyes. Yeah, right. Go for the eyes. Is that or the just, most vulnerable yeah, part of a I cat's mean, body? Carry a pocket knife if you if a mountain lion is attacking you, stab it in the throat. Like I know, but it's, <laughs> it's going to do something. It's hard to get a pocket knife out and Switch open blade. 
if there no, I don't think you should have a switchblade. I don't is that legal? Can you just have switchblades? I guess if I the blade is short enough. Blade. I don't think you can have a switchblade, but you can have other mechanized release blades in Pennsylvania as long as they're under two and a half inches. Well, how is that different? It's a loophole. But I mean, what is it called? How like physically, how is it different than a switchblade if it's Oh, still... I think a switchblade technically is just the a certain type of mechanism where the blade is pushed straight up through the handle and you can have other automatic oh, okay. open knives up. that okay. flip okay. up. I got it. Got it. That are legal. But are not technically switchblades. I would keep keep on keeping on. Yeah. I mean seriously though, what a fun way to go. Also like, people aren't gonna forget <laughs> that about you. I mean State yeah, College funeral. State College Pride, you just like party down with that Puma if it comes I know, how do you even know it would attack you? It might be like, hey, you, you see wanna, the game last week? You want to go grab a drink and talk about the game? <laughs> that could be what would happen. It's probably the mascot. Just like yeah. fighting a rival mascot or something. But seriously, biting ears I off think of it's it. super sweet that a guy flagged you down to tell you this. It's like today when I was at the post office, a person in line like shouted across the room to an old man leaving to tell him his shoe was untied. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing. Can I tell an endearing story about the post office? Sure, go ahead. Jack, are you done with your Puma story? Do you have more concerns? That was it. My concerns have been allayed. Okay. I was at the post Not office. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the post office, and there was a long line. And there was this very vocal gentleman behind me in line who was talking about how there need to be more workers at the post office. He's paying his taxes. Why isn't Obama providing more workers for this post office? Because Donald Trump isn't paying his taxes. That's a lot of money that the post office was relying on that they are not getting. And this guy just kept going on about it. And this older lady in front of me just turned around and looked at this guy and said, Sir, I don't think voicing your concerns this way is the right way to go about this. I think maybe instead of talking about all these privileged people in Washington making decisions, you need to get yourself a law degree and start making some changes yourself. Booyah! Ooh. And I that like shut that man down. I knew I should have tur- I should have turned around and said something. We early voted. You can vote in person early in Texas, and you better believe that we did it, and you better believe that we voted for the right woman. The right Christian candidate. Nope. The right sane woman. Pence 2016. Jill Stein. Pence <laughs> Hillary, okay. Um, and some old turd, and I'm not saying old because I don't like old people, because frankly, I like them better than I like pretty much everybody else. That's ageist. After, <laughs> yeah, you bet it is. <laughs> After almost running me over with his pickup truck, this Ad had to- This fucking dude blasting through yeah, the parking lot. Yeah, Ad had lot. to put his arm out to, to like push me back because the guy almost ran over me in the parking lot because he was going way too fast, then stood behind us in line and complained with some other idiot about how all these young people were here voting at what? It was a Friday. Nine on a Friday morning when they should have been at work. And I wanted to turn around and first punch him in the face. Third, say, shame on you. You should be so happy that young people are voting and caring. And three, it's my day off because (laughs) I work on the weekend, you meanie. And instead, I didn't say anything because I was worried that if I started a fight, they wouldn't let me vote. <laughs> but like, who, this is just who? a sidebar, but you had a third and a number three. <laughs> Jack, that just shows you how livid also, I was. Also, this bottle of wine is empty, so maybe that's part of it. I've had, like, okay, 
first, this bottle of wine is empty. Third, shut up. (laughs) But, like, who stands in line to vote and is upset because other people are voting? Because all these young people are voting for Hillary. Uh, I was just, uh, it's a good thing they had stickers because if I got through that and there was no sticker, God knows what would have happened. So I guess I should have turned around and said something smart and powerful like the old person, the old lady at the post office. But I I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Or just like said, I mean, I could have said, I work 40 hours a week and this is my day off. But it doesn't matter. It should be more impressive that people took time off of work to go vote. Like we were just lucky that we could vote on our day off. Yeah. But he didn't even need to know that it was our day off. He should have been like, man, it's great to see all these young people voting because I'm guessing most of them have to work today. That's what he should have said. Yeah. Well, we do live in Texas. That's not a good enough excuse because there are plenty of intelligent, thoughtful, kind people who are from Texas. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, that's true. And there are a lot of stupid people like him who live There's everywhere. There's a lot of grumpy old white your, men, though. Yeah, your location <laughs> has is not an excuse for bad behavior. So Well, I'm glad Hillary won. <laughs> me too. <laughs> if Trump wins, we're not going to be able to play this episode. We're going to have to re-record. We're going to have to move. We're going to have to move. Yeah, I can move. Y'all are stuck, but I'm going to England. <laughs> Yeah. Not that their country is in a super stable situation right now, but. Brexit, am I right? Jack, is there anything else that was on your punchy list? Jack, you've um, been on fire tonight. I'm loving this. Thank you. I have something friends related. Shocking. Oh my God. Guys, we still have another segment. <laughs> <laughs> we have but two more segments. Carry on. We do? Yeah. Dreams. Oh, yeah. One I always forget about. Um, so the the last, I think it was the last scene of the episode. Um, they bring out Joey's the only one left at the restaurant, and they bring out the birthday cake intended for Phoebe. Yes, it's a giant cake. Like usually, yeah, that's true. You would get a slice of cake if it was. Yeah, I bet. Exactly. I, bet they, I bet she paid in advance for a cake. Yeah. I don't think that was the complimentary size. Could that have been the complimentary size? No, especially, I mean, those waiters would have seen to it that she did not get a complimentary cake that large because they did not like her. Yeah, I bet it was That's a true. prepaid situation. Yeah. They also they sang, on it. They sang happy birthday before it was in the public what, domain. What, did they really? I didn't notice that. They also yeah. harmonized really beautifully, not in the typical way that I hear people harmonize happy birthday. Yeah, it was nice. That's crazy. They must have. They had to pay for the rights for that, right? Yeah, I mean, presumably, the the people who owned the copyright for Happy Birthday were pretty um, vigorous about enforcing it. Which, as I understand it, is why that makes them smart. Would usually sing. That makes them smart. <laughs> wrong, wrong. <laughs> Such a nasty man. Um, now it's time for a segment called Friends of Friends, where we discuss not just a, another show that was airing during this season of Friends, but any other TV show we want to talk about or some other product that features a cast member of Friends. This week on Friends of Friends, we're just talking about a TV show that I want to talk about because I'm watching it currently and I want to talk about it. It's called Westworld. Is that good? I heard it was uh, good. 
I fucking love it. And actually, I like it, which is surprising because it's very dramatic and gory, which I'm not usually into, but I kind of like it. And they're all robots, so it doesn't matter if it's gory. It, it, it does matter. I think that's the whole point <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I Yeah, okay. So if you don't know what Westworld is, it's a show on HBO. It's about set in the future, this um, theme park, amusement park that's a, uh, it's full of robots. And it's this like Western themed world and super rich people go there and they pay to go into this world where there are these robots just living out lives that they think are real and going about their individual storylines. And you can just go and do whatever you want in this world. You can follow along with their storylines. You can interact with them. You can just kill them. You can do whatever you want. Um, They're robots. They look like humans they think they're humans um and it's about uh the choices that these people make as they go into this park and it's about the choices that people make in programming these robots and what makes them robots or what makes them human and it's really interesting so you've heard good things about it jack i have yes katie likes it yeah um yeah i heard somebody describing the concept of the show and I was like I have to watch this because it sounds amazing and I really like it that's all I don't have anything there else to say about an it an east world I don't maybe that's know season two what that would uh, would that be like I don't I mean west has the impl- like the connotation of being the wild west what would yeah east I'm talking world about be? like maybe Asia? like a fake Boston oh Okay. Or Salem. They could do Salem. Oh, that would be a good one. You could mm-hmm. participate in a witch trial. Mm-hmm. So there was, So this is based on a movie from the 70s called Westworld. Uh, and there Which was, was based on a book. Presumably, sure. Oh and my it, god, well, we're no, missing that's the Houston a thing. Cheese Festival. There was also a movie called Don't Future World. Don't question my facts. So there's no East World, but there is a Future World. The sequel to Westworld is called Future World. Did you hear that? Yes. I think this is falling off the rails. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> because you're on your phone <laughs> looking at other things. Well, you're talking about a show that I've already seen, and you have such strong opinions that I don't even want to interject. So. Do you, what do you think about the show? I I said that I like it, despite the, the amount gore. of gore. I find it confusing, which I get is kind of the point, <laughs> but a little a little more confusing than I enjoy. Cause like you don't really know who a robot, who the robots are, so you have to kind of guess, and you see it's people just like real do, life. <laughs> yeah, and you see people exactly. doing these things, and it's it's obvious. They make it obvious that there's like some motive for it, but they don't like always tell you what the motive is. And I'm like, I... just like real life. Well, exactly. So I don't want to watch a TV show about real life. Like I'm confused enough by what real human people about why real human people do the crazy things that they do. I don't want to figure out why people who are making robots that seem like people are doing what they're doing with the robots. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, or why the robots are doing what they're doing, or why the, why the, the people who are interacting with the robots are doing yeah, what they're doing. because sometimes the robots don't behave, and they're trying to figure... It, uh, it's good, but it's like... It's a little too involved, but I like watching it. I just acknowledge that I'm not entirely sure what's going on some of the time. Yeah. And I don't like that. 
Like, I think that they want it to be that way, but I don't like that. And it's just, it's about, like, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to You don't want to it. give it away. Yeah. Don't give it away. I won't, I won't give it away. I Just love it. Just prepared to be confused and mildly disgusted and entertained. Just, Just like, like real our life. Podcast. Just like our podcast. Uh, now it's time for a segment about dreams where we interpret dreams. Does anybody have any dreams? Not a dream. Oh, good. It, okay. We've been doing this for an hour and a half. This is like our longest episode ever. But you have to edit it. You can't. I don't know why you what? think you don't have to edit things. There's anymore. no chaff in here. It's all wheat, baby. No, <laughs> there's chaff. No, I'm not going to edit this. What would I cut out of this brilliant episode? I did some really weird coughing earlier <laughs> that I would like to see gone. There's a lot of stuff at the beginning that doesn't really have any value to society. So far, this episode is an hour and. 19 minutes. Do you know how long it would take me to edit this? Listen. Upwards of an hour and 19 minutes. Listen. <laughs> this was your idea. You wanted to be the person in charge. That makes you the person who does the editing. You can't decide halfway through the process that you're not going to do that anymore and let all my weird coughs become part of the public domain. We're doing it live. People love it. It's not live and people don't love it because people aren't listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter... You can find us at Reverse Friends. If you want to find us on Facebook, What the Friends Cast. If you have a question or comment or dream you'd like us to interpret, so when we finally get to the segment that I always forget, we'd actually have something to talk about, you can send us an email, whatthefriendscast at gmail.com, an email address that I recently used to sign up for a Spirit <laughs> Airlines account due to <laughs> difficulties that I won't discuss on air. It was my fault. I, <laughs> I don't know whose fault it was. I think it was my fault. <laughs> Uh, so Spirit Airlines, if you have any dreams you'd like us to interpret, <laughs> you've already got the address. Spirit Airlines. Maybe we should 